0: Hey, this is Terry Cruz, and you are listening to Five Questions with Dan Shabel.
1: You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Schaubell. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is actor, TV host, former NFL football player, and and author Terry Crews. Terry played as a defensive end and linebacker for the Los Angeles Rams, San Diego Chargers, and Washington Redskins. After retiring in 1997, he starred in films including White Chicks, The Longest Yard, and The Expendables. Currently, he's starring in the final season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and hosting America's Got Talent. We talk about how he reinvented himself from feeling like a victim to being accountable for his life during this podcast episode. Terry, welcome to Five Questions.
0: How are you doing? Good to be here.
1: So what was the process of reinventing yourself from being an NFL football player to an actor? And how are those two careers related?
0: Being willing to basically throw away everything that you knew before and starting over my whole life was going east and then you've been walking for 10 years and then you stop and turn around and decide to go west it was scary it was humbling my first job in la after the nfl was sweeping floors in a factory i was not a star player so i didn't have a lot of money to begin with going into entertainment i was prepared to be rejected. My auditions, I learned not to take them personal. I learned to roll with the punches. Believe me, you got your, you get your feelings hurt a lot, but that's the point. Literally the NFL hurts your feelings all the time and they hurt your body.
1: All that rejection made you just more resilient. And now what is rejection anymore for you? Because you've gone through so much. When did you make the shift from leading a life that you thought your parents expected from you from the one you always wanted?
0: That shift, happened in high school. My father, he wanted me to be in the military. And that was his big thing. You got to understand, my family did not like sports. My mom was really religious. We couldn't listen to secular music. We couldn't dance. Everything I do now, I wasn't allowed to do as a kid. Around my junior year, and I was like, I'm going to the NFL. I want to play sport. And my father was like, man, look, only one in a million ever do that. You need to give it up. And I was like, I'm one in a million. That was the moment. It was like a lightning bolt. (laughs)
1: You've openly talked about the mistakes you've made, including, you know, being overly competitive. Uh, But you've also made some mistakes as a parent and as a husband. What did it take for you to confront these mistakes and make amends with your family? Intervention. When
0: my wife left me, she literally packed up and said, I'm out. It's out of here. And I'm going, but I'm successful. I've achieved everything that people dream of. I'm already there. What are you talking about? You're crazy. And for me, what happened was in certain people's lives, most Everyone's life. You're either a fool, a victim, or a king. What happens is you're a fool for a long, long time. You've done stuff. You get goofy. You're doing crazy stuff, and you mess up your own life. Then you become a victim because once you mess up your life, you start to blame all these all these other people. And the, and the thing is, you never run out of excuses. You never run out of reasons why your life is messed up. I could tell you, and I got a long list, and the table will never end. I'm black. I was born in Flint, Michigan. It's white supremacy. I didn't have any money. My father was alcoholic. And all those things are true. That's the problem. As a victim, you're right. But now, in the King stage, you say, but what am I going to do about it? What am I doing wrong? What do I have to do to correct this? Wait a minute. I already know these obstacles are there. So how can I do this? Because the only one you can control is you. You, make, you put yourself in a totally powerless position if everything outside of you is responsible for you. And that's where I was. If My wife was my problem. My kids were my problem. The work was the problem. This was the problem. That, and I never looked at myself. And the intervention was when my wife and then my whole family was like, we're done. It allowed me to see the world as it really, really was. And that I realized that it was me. I had these issues. I needed to deal with this stuff. And man, it was a watershed moment, bro. It it, it totally changed everything. And and wait, I was successful. That's what's so crazy. You can be really, really good at one thing and just just blowing it up. And the whole other side of your life is just going in the garbage. That's what people don't understand. And people, you can be great at one thing and horrible at another. I thank God that my wife did that. To be honest, it saved my life. Because I don't know where I would be right now. You know, if I had continued along that path.
1: Yeah, it happens to very successful people. And when you're in it, you're not thinking about your own situation because you're in that situation. So having that third party to help you kind of introspect and understand what you're going through and that, you know, these actions are your fault. And then coming out of it and being accountable is definitely a, a bright path forward.
0: This is why you have other people in your life. You don't have eyes in the back of your head. You need someone else to tell you, hey, wait, there's a train coming behind you. Sometimes you can't hear it. You don't see it. We're not all all seeing beings, you know what I mean? And that's just why you need somebody to tap you on your shoulder and go, hey man, you okay? Because you look okay. <laughs>
1: you know? Exactly, totally. And in your books, you talk about money, relationships and religion. How are these areas connected in your life?
0: It starts with what you believe. And if you believe that, like I said, that everyone else is responsible for you, that's gonna affect the way you handle your money. And that's also gonna affect the way you believe in your faith because you know i grew up in a church that actually believed that we were powerless that and, and again it was, a, it was a cult. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, when I grew up, you know, we weren't allowed to do all this stuff because the devil was in everything. But it also affected the way we spent our money because it was almost like if the devil's in everything, the devil's in money. So it was a sin to have money. It was a sin to be rich. And the truth is, none of that was true. The belief system affected everything in my life and to the point where my whole thing was about just getting credit and not wanting to pay it back. And I would run up bills and not pay them and just expect things to just work out well god's going to do it you know just really ridiculous ideas man that again had to be reframed and reshaped into something that was real
1: the big theme here is from victimhood to accountability you know it's like when people like have heart attack the way they live their lives are completely Different. Maybe they take more vacations because they don't know when their last day is. So it's it's like all these like moments in your life triggered you to start taking things more seriously and changing your belief about money and relationships and, and religion and all of that combined.
0: First of all, I don't want to come off cold and callous, man. People have been hurt. People have been damaged. Sometimes you don't know your way out, man. And, and what happens is when you look at the conservative viewpoint, They don't have a soul when it comes to this stuff. They're like, it's all you, your responsibility. You put yourself in this mess. Now you got to dig your way out. But how are you going to do that? If you fall in a hole, you can't get yourself out. Only thing left to do is yell help. And some people will get mad because they're like, you're weak if you yell help. It's all everyone's personal wake up call. But at the same time, we got to empathize. People have been damaged. I'll ever want to come off as a guy who's like, it's all you and you got to do it, personal responsibility, because it is, but you also have to recognize the damage.
1: That's a really good point. And what's your best piece of career advice?
0: Finding out who to get rid of. Man, you cannot take everyone with you. And I, and this means family. This means friends. This means coworkers. I have seen many, many a person done in by their own circle. You have to understand, most home thefts are an inside job because people know when you leave and they know when you're coming. They know where you are and they know what your weak points are. The thing was, I remember just trying to keep everybody and just trying to hold on to everybody. And you realize it's like, it's quicksand or you're drowning. You can't save everyone. And if everyone has a hold of your leg, you're going to go down. You're going to go down fast. And so I started to cut people off. I literally had to decide who can I take with me on this journey. And the way I like to phrase it is like a rocket ship. You can't take the whole rocket. It starts breaking off pieces. As you hit different parts of the atmosphere, pieces have to break off in order to keep going. Because if you hold on to it, you're going to sink right back down and you're going to go falling right into the ocean. As, as I keep going, this circle gets smaller and smaller and smaller. I know more people. And more people know me, my circle gets tighter and tighter and tighter.
1: Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Terry. To follow his journey, you can watch the new season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and find him on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, where he shares his appearances, projects, and workout routines. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Bell. And please remember to rate and review the 5 Questions podcast on iTunes.